0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse. Now we're not here to uh, softly make love to people's ears. We're here Speak to. For yourself. We're here to uh, awkwardly probe the ear canals of Walking Dead fans. It's the only—it's the only
1: uh, romantic connection I'm getting these days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, hi everybody, and welcome to
2: uh, the Zompocalypse Now, uh, I am, as always, your your loving uh, host, Dustin, and as also always, I am here with timothy harvey hello and curtis hello and uh we just watched the third of six and the expansion season of season 30d 90
1: of the walking dead that'd be season Uh, 10 for the folks at home
0: season 10 wow
2: uh, aware in which uh, Gabriel oh. and Aaron wandered around aimlessly and did, did, did things. It was um, I was pretty bored, but as soon as we finished watching the episode, both Tim and Curtis were like, "I liked it." So let's jump right into and why.
1: The first thing is that just like last week was kind of like a stealth pilot or backdoor pilot for the Daryl and Carol show.
0: Yes, Daryl and Carol show.
1: I was waiting. <laughs> <laughs> this is, in many ways, I think a preview of the anthology show. In fact, this season is kind. Of, this this extended season is kind of a preview of. I think of the anthology show that we're getting one of the upcoming walking dead shows is going to be an anthology show. And each of these episodes has been, has followed either, you know, two people or a small group of people. And they've had their own little stories that connect in the broader sense, but are fairly isolated. And so, you know, you could very easily see this episode, you know, this is, this is a slice of life. Of two people in this world, now we happen to know who these people are. We've got the backstories for for both Gabriel and Aaron. I have no idea who Aaron is. Well, so this is was interesting because Gabriel, when Gabriel first came on to the show, Dustin and my reaction was, "This guy is the worst." Mm-hmm. I felt that way too. I remember. Yeah. Can we have him die in a fire soon? <laughs> and they the show actually leaned into the fact that he was the worst by make by showing this man's flaws and showing how you know cowardly he was
2: and we just hated him for probably three straight seasons mm-hmm. because he was making every choice but then the show did something really really interesting it gave us a comprehensive and very very well-thought-out and well-written redemption story for Gabriel. And so it took this character that was just like... And we were not the only fans who did not like him.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, true.
2: Uh, and and made him into one of the heroes of the show.
1: Uh, a complicated hero at that. Yeah. I mean, he, he still makes decisions that you look at and kind of cock your head a little bit. And one of those is the core of the latter part of the episode. And yet I can't fault him for making the decision he made. And his decision
0: is somewhat justified by the events that follow. He did the right thing without even knowing it. Spoiler alert.
2: And that is one of the, I mean, that's one of the, we'll get there, but that's one of the things that I thought, I thought that was a cop-out.
0: Oh, that they, that they, they let him off the hook.
2: Because, because he couldn't, Oh, he couldn't bring that guy there. He was a psycho. He made the right decision. (laughs) I was really expecting something more complicated from, from this show when they got up there, but you know,
0: I I, I think that's what, what drew me to it was the, the simplicity of it and the focus that it had on the relationship of these two characters and the task that they were about.
2: Right. So uh, the, sh- the, the episode starts with Aaron and Gabriel are out, I'm guessing, on a run. They're trying to scavenge for food. And they are being attacked by walkers, and they're putting them down, and they're going to a place, and they're you know, looking for food. And they're using a map that Maggie had given them uh, to, to kind of try and figure out where there might be food.
0: Right. Uh, and and, and th- 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 that was a deftly done thing because, you know, they show us the map, they see them exploring things. Nothing has to be explained like uh like in the Hobbit movie when they're about to go into the uh elf forest, you know? And uh who is it? The the king of the dwarves just quickly turns around and gives this unnecessary exposition. Says, we have to get through this forest before Doran's day. And well, I know <laughs> that's what the whole fucking movie's about. We know that. You don't have to say that shit. So they didn't have, they didn't put us yeah. through that. And I appreciated it. That
2: is true. They did not put us through that. And ultimately they're, being really un- they're not being fruitful in this search. And they've been to a bunch of different places and Aaron is really frustrated and he wants to go back back to Alexandria and see his kid, and Gabriel uh, adopted Suresh's baby, uh, because he's with uh, Ros- Rosita, so he wants to go back and see his family, uh, but they decide to go and try for like to look at one more place, and the place is this convenience store uh, with one of the coolest... But most
0: unrealistic, like zombie
2: effects that I think we've seen on this show.
0: That was a lot of fun, but it, you know, it was a groaner. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking about the zombie gloves. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: because it's like, okay, so the, this walker comes crashing out of this window. And it's a big, fat, naked guy, and so they kill him. And then they try, for for what reason I cannot I cannot figure out. So you
1: could have the effect.
2: Uh, they try to pull him out of the window, <laughs> and so the, each one of them grab barehanded this naked zombie's arms and begin to pull, and they just essentially pull all the skin off.
0: It and, was a one. It was a wonderful special.
2: Oh, effect. it was so good! But at the same time, it was like literally none of this would have happened.
0: <laughs> it's not but, necessarily. It's not necessarily true because when uh, because I've I've backstory for me. I've skinned a lot of deer. Yeah, their skin basically comes off like a sweater.
2: But okay, I, that's understandable. But. Like you just killed this thing. It's laying in the window. Majority of its big fat ass is over on the other side. Yeah. You're gonna push it back through the window.
1: That's ah, yes. Yeah, see, there's an interesting point. Yeah the fun the fundamental setup is flawed, <laughs> and it's just there so you can have the effect.
0: Yeah. Oh, that just that just makes it more funny to me, and it's a bit ridiculous well, when you add logic. <laughs>
1: okay, well. Curtis, you, you may have noticed that Dustin and I have been known on occasion to try and apply logic to the Walking Dead universe. It has never ended well for us.
0: I know it's a mistake, but it can also add to the joy yeah. of, you know. This Another is what, Periodically, we actually still discuss the the, the distance
1: issue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How the Walking Dead has no sense of scale. <laughs> yeah.
0: They don't know where things are. Yeah, and they no, don't there's, care. There's no, there's no care. office or like a, like a trailer with a map in it.
1: <laughs>
0: Here's where everybody is. Or a big table like in Game of Thrones where all the people are little different pieces. The last time we saw a big giant map was
1: in season two and they never went looking for her in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> they just talked about it,
0: it. That's where it all started. That's where it's like, we can get away with this sort of thing. And then... <laughs> It's just been that way ever since. There's a couple. There's a couple of guys in Kansas City who keep bitching about it, but we're not listening. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
2: Right. Or, or when. Well, I loved when people started noticing, and they had to like change it. When people started noticing that they walked down that same road like three times a season, no matter where they were supposed to be, is like this one stretch of road. They <laughs> kept yeah. going down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's other good zombie effect that I really liked during this whole like walkabout scene was when they came across the zombie that was uh was sitting up against the post. Mm-hmm. Oh, that
0: was awesome. Yeah, and you like that one too. So you can talk about. Oh, it. oh, well, th- there's a zombie sitting, and these guys have become really smart about about things about you know not getting screwed over by zombies, right? Which was a wonderful thing that they set up for a later thing was they threw a egg timer into the middle of a field. And then all of the zombies that were down under the grass got up and now they could see where they were and they started moving towards the egg timer. And I thought that was really smart. And then uh, they come across a, a zombie who looked completely expired, leaning against a pole, uh, like a light pole or something. Yeah. And uh, and so I think Aaron, was it Aaron, throws a pebble or a rock into his <laughs> lap. And for a second, you're like, oh, okay, it's dead. But then it starts to move around. And it starts to get up. And it is as if its, the, it's back skin and clothes are glued to the pole. And it just separates as it 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 peels off kind of like how you get a stack of bologna and that first you pull (laughs) a slice off it's just only underneath it's gore it was so good I loved that yeah I like that and then then what that did as far as the storytelling element is um, there was a nice jump scare later on where they're walking through mud and they didn't they didn't uh, do, in D&D, they would probably call it checking for traps. <laughs> um, yeah, so they, they, they rolled really low on that one. And, discovered uh, there was a lurker. Yeah, they had. So um, Gabriel falls into the mud and Aaron has to rescue him. And,
2: uh, and in so doing, they lose the map. The map yeah.
0: is destroyed. Well, it's not. It's just dirty now.
1: But it's not well, it's not usable at this particular moment. So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, they're screwed for a while. But then it starts raining, so the map it just gets clean again immediately. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, I'm sure just- but them getting lost leads them to a building that they did not know about. It wasn't marked on the map to explore. They're like, oh, did is this on the map? No. Let us proceed. And then they go. And then what happens?
2: Well, I mean, there's, they explore, they search the place, but they can't, don't really find anything, except Aaron stumbles across a boar that has been locked in like the back room. And he finds it like the slutty girl in a summer camp slasher movie finds the killer. He's walking <laughs> along with his flashlight and he hears something rustling around and he goes, Hello, is there anyone there? I'm here to help you. I'm your and, friend. And then he trips on his high heels, <laughs> and I'm serious. Like it reminded me so much of one of those scenes in a horror movie, like down to, like the way I'm here to help. I'm coming in, and then like <laughs> he's attacked by this boar. I mean, which he survives killing. Uh. Uh, meanwhile, Gabriel found some, some alcohol.
0: Well, let me comment on on the on the boar for a moment. Okay. Um, the, because that was where I fell off reality train. Because those things are dangerous as fuck. They, they're little tusks are razor sharp. And if you get in a tussle with one, it is extremely unlikely that you'll survive. And they're heavy.
1: They have mass.
0: Yeah, they do. Yeah, you're right. It was feral hogs are just the worst. And it was also in a room with the door shut. So how did it get in there? And does Aaron or Gabriel bother to ask? No. No. They just eat it.
1: (laughs) Ah.
0: (laughs) Well, which first first Aaron have asked.
1: Aaron, Aaron screams like a horror movie victim. Yes. And Gabriel finds this to be very, very funny. And to be honest, this is one of those scenes I really liked because it's a release of tension scene. Yeah. And when you have... uh, We don't get a whole lot of laughter in the Walking Dead universe. And one of the things that laughter is really, really good at in the real world as well as in the fictional world is releasing tension. And the fact that Gabriel just starts laughing and can't stop is just, I mean, a funny thing happened and they've been so pent up and so, you know, tense about not finding food and being away from the people they care about. And this funny thing happens and Aaron is initially like, shut up, man. And even he starts (laughs) laughing a little bit too. Um, And I thought it was a really nice scene. And it's part of what I really liked about this episode is that these are two characters who are comfortable with each other and who know each other. And there is a sense of that being very strong and prevalent in this episode. Yes. Which character moments in the walking dead that are not based around violence are not as common as I'd like.
0: Um, So it's nice to see it when they do it well. Yeah and then this was this also that laughter was the beginning of the grand subterfuge of the episode because then Dustin you mentioned uh Gabriel finds whiskey
2: yeah and they have some whiskey and they talk about uh things and this is kind of where it started to lose me because it's like oh so we're really
0: you're being, you being lulled
2: i I don't know what I was being, but it was like, are we really is this what we're doing we're gonna we're gonna spend another twenty
1: minutes of this show of these two people just sitting in this room talking yes, and here's why here's why, yes, because The Walking Dead and a lot of horror fiction generally. If you have religious characters, you have characters who have faith, and they start talking about their faith. It's usually the broad strokes. You know, I'm the Catholic priest, and I've come to the exorcism, and and <laughs> we've we've seen how Gabriel, and just like we talked about when the character was introduced, the fact that he betrayed his flock, mm-hmm. he tra- he he made all he made all the horrible mistakes that he made. And here we have this man talking about why he became, you know, who inspired him as a young preacher who inspired, you know, who, you know, having this uh, and talking about his faith and what, how it, what it meant to him in a way that we don't get a lot of in T on TV. Um, we've talked about, you know, various shows where, the the portrayal of religious characters and characters of faith uh, whether you whether you believe in their faith or not is usually broad strokes yeah. without uh, without depth and a lot of times not particularly flattering and so when you have characters who have this complicated relationship with their faith like Gabriel does he still wears the collar he still tries to inspire people and yet you know, he believes he tells him there. You know, evil is the default state, and he says that to Aaron, and Aaron's just yeah. looking at him like, "How can you believe that? Who being who you are?" I really liked this. This was this was nice for me.
0: You know, all of those all of those monologues that I complained about with the young people in the uh, Walking Dead series that shall not be named. Yes. Um, they They all had little backstory not monologues where they're kind of feeling sorry for themselves yeah i I liked Gabriel's monologue in this because it was the story of his uh of the beginning of his faith it wasn't it wasn't this horrible thing happened to me, it was like here's why here's why what I think isn't bad, right, and mm. I thought it was so. Beautifully performed as well. It was just I I usually take exception to moments like this in The Walking Dead, but I was so engaged with what he was saying. It was it was real it was a great story. And, I half um, expected, I have expected, unfortunately, because <clears throat> I don't trust The Walking Dead.
1: It's, <laughs> it's it's lied to us before and it'll do it again. Um, I half expected this because it's all on Gabriel as he's talking. I have expected it to pull back and Aaron was asleep.
2: I was totally, uh, yes. I I, I I said to myself, he's going to be asleep.
1: And he wasn't, you know? <laughs> he he wasn't, he was, you know, uh, and he was engaged. And that conflict between the two of them in terms of the worldview, you know, Gabriel's, you know, man is evil and good is the exception. And Aaron going, no, that's not true. Um, and then, of course, uh, one of the funnier dark humor things. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna have another drink, and I'm gonna go to the top roof, and I'm gonna pitch myself off
0: headfirst. <laughs> Would you like me
1: to give you last last rites? I'll get back to you. And, <laughs> and I was just like, okay, that was funny. <laughs> it was uh, snarky and and kind of mean to each other, and I
0: was on board for that. Yeah. But when he uh, they're they're all they're both just drunk as shit too. It's yeah. great. Yeah. Um, well they're
1: they're drinking two thousand dollar scotch and, and credit credit to, to Aaron, he made the scotch face. And that's important that's an important part of that first drink of scotch is making the scotch face where your, <laughs> your teeth kind of come together and your lips pull back because you weren't expecting it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well done. But yeah, they're, was, both, they're both a touch blotto. Show of hands. When he said, when he, when they, and so they pass out and there's, then there's a noise and uh Aaron wakes up and uh he says, I got to go take a piss. That's when I knew that our, that things were, this was a change. Things were going to change for them very drastically. Yeah. So, Gabriel goes back to sleep, wakes up later. Aaron's still gone, and then a gift from I don't know whose agent it was that got him the gig. But we the got long the long-awaited
1: T two Walking Dead crossover.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the gift of Robert Patrick, who just
2: I've he looked never... like. Found a piece of scenery that he did not find delicious.
0: <laughs> it's so true. I love that they didn't reveal that he was fucked up right away, you know, but it didn't yeah. take long. Didn't take long at all.
1: Where you guys cooking? Boar? <laughs> I'd like some of that. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's super good. Super delicious. Well, and then we have where where the the danger portion of the program is, where basically he's got Aaron tied up in another room, and he's
2: he's got a semi-automatic and uh and a pistol, and Gabriel ain't got nothing, nothing, Timothy. Nope. And so uh, now comes the 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 psychosexual mind games,
0: Deer Hunter. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> um and essentially he's trying to prove Gabriel right that there are that evil is the default and that uh that no one is really loyal to anyone. And Gabriel's like, dude, I was just drunk last night. Like, I don't that's not really what I think. And he's like, No, no, no. Uh what is it? Uh a a, a drunk voice is an honest voice. Is that the same? Something like that, yeah. And so his, his plan is I've got my six-shooter and I've got one bullet and we're going to pull the trigger until one of you is dead uh, and you can either point the gun at your head or you can point it at the other guy's head.
1: Classic Russian roulette. Yes.
2: And I kept expecting, especially considering when, I don't know, Aaron would have the gun for 17 Minutes and and Gabriel would have the dude's full because he didn't say his name. He says uh, this guy's attention all the way away from Aaron. Like I I expected on more than one of those roulette rounds for them to sh- like
0: try and shoot him. Yeah, super quick, like flip the gun around yeah. and pull the trigger. So uh,
2: they got the gun in their hand like this.
0: I I did that, this. here's something here's something that i noticed um that was that maybe in the edit they thought it would be subliminal but when he puts the bullet in the chamber spins it i don't know if you guys can see it but i could tell oh yeah i landed, saw it It landed in the chamber that would have been when they cocked the gun it would have loaded that ring and so I don't
2: th- yeah i don't think they meant for
0: no
1: I think what was interesting to me about, well, why I don't think that they tried for it was because there is only one bullet in there. And he has already made it clear that he is not concerned about wasting bullets by firing this gun. And spraying a room with that gun, at least one of them would probably die if Aaron tried to pull the trigger, especially if it came up on an empty chamber. So I I
0: wasn't surprised when Aaron didn't try it. But what I'm wondering is, because when I saw that, I I wondered if they didn't shoot that shot, and it was actually the chamber after, and the screen was mirrored, mm. Mm. because they went through a lot of rounds. They, they there were one, two, three, four, five empty rounds, and then finally, later on, we'll get to that. Yeah, because I was keeping track really closely about you know where the bullet in the chamber was and all that, and and. It got to the point where uh, um, Robert Patrick, wrinkly face, uh, was uh, tells tells Aaron, "Did you hear that? That's it. Sounds different when it loads when it loads around into the chamber. Yeah. It's not super true, but it's it was a great mind game to play, and it also made us believe that this was going to be the round that went off, but." Gabriel reaches him at that moment. He well, they both him.
1: do. They both do because he overheard everything they said. So he knows that Aaron has a child at home. Mm-hmm. He knows he sees these two people who both, instead of pointing the gun at the other, and and they're not giving speeches to each other either. Yeah. About, you know, tell her I love her or anything like that. They're just looking at each other and raising the gun to their own head and pulling the trigger. And I mean it's it's in both of them are in blatant defiance by who they are. Yeah. Um, of what he's this, you know, the, the gospel according to Robert Patrick's character. But even he... Which is heavily stained by poo-poo. <laughs> <laughs> but even he can't take it.
2: Right. And so he stops Aaron before he pulls the trigger on the round that would have been the uh, the, the killing round.
0: Yeah, because he, he... he totally expected Aaron to shoot Gabriel. Mm-hmm. That's what he was going for. Right. And then when that didn't happen, things started to change turn. in. Right. Turn. Oh,
2: we, we totally skipped his motivation. Oh, we didn't yeah. talk about his motivation at all. So he uh, he's gone a little nuts because he was traveling with his brother and, and his brother's family. And one night he woke up and found his brother trying to steal his supply of food. Uh, why they each had their own little supply of food? Eh, whatever. But uh, so his brother came at him with a knife and he took care of it. And Gabriel's essentially says like, you're, you are being, your, your perceptions are being screwed by this awful thing that happened to you. Your brother betrayed you. That doesn't mean that everyone is evil. It just means that you had a, a, a bad situation with your brother. And, and, and Aaron, you know, kind of says the same thing, like, we have a place. So we're all trying to get our stuff back together and you know we're working on it. And and then he puts the gun to his head to, to do the what would be the final shot. And the guy stops him and says, you know, basically like, I've never seen anything like this before. And you've you've changed my mind. And let's let me get you untied and starts untying Aaron and and uh and he's like <laughs> tell me about this place that you can take me to and like my name's wade and gabriel smashes his head in with aaron's prosthetic mace hand
0: which that was really surprising to me yes i was because i i felt that you know we were gonna get a whole bunch of episodes with robert patrick and i was stoked
1: about it well, there's a tease there because they do it to you twice. We'll talk about that in a minute, but
2: right. <laughs> well and and Walking Dead has done this before. Um, they they've cast semi you know, big names in essentially day player parts. And I think it's because the you know, these are people that, you know, like the show or, you know, want to be on it or
0: I know. was hoping it'd be like a Whoopi Goldberg once told um, uh, LeVar Burton that she wanted to be on Star Trek, and then she ended up with a returning recurring character. Right. And I was—that's what I was hoping for. So Gabriel's justification
1: for murdering him, and he straight up murders him. Okay, this is not—you know—this is this is not self-defense. This is—yeah—this was murder. Is we can't take him back. He didn't just kill his brother he killed his brother's family
2: which is the implication because right. he never actually says it hmm.
1: but there's but, no brother's family around right right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and interestingly enough we have seen what well, recurring visual that we haven't talked about is the people holding each other the dead, oh, right the dead yeah. bodies whether they're burnt. Um, or... Yeah,
2: because they come across several several places where people have died, where people have died, not walkers. And several places where people have died together and in each other's arms.
1: And so you can see how this, you know, they he reaches this conclusion. And Aaron is just looking at him as if he's never seen him before. And... But Gabriel, I'm... <sighs> I completely understand Gabriel's logic here.
2: I agree. I see his logic, but I still don't agree with I with I'm with Aaron. I see where he's what I see what he was selling. I just don't buy it.
1: Oh, I didn't say it's a good ch- it's it, it's the right choice. It was it was disappointing. Yeah. Well, and that's was kind of why I liked it. Yeah because he well, reacted see, he reacted like a human as opposed to a character on a TV show
2: and i think if they had ended the episode there with with them gathering up their stuff and just leaving i would feel better about the episode because it would be it would be a just you know it's the, what what the guy said like gabriel's drunk words were his real thoughts and that he you know he wasn't trying to this wasn't on a protection thing this was a I don't want this creepy dude coming with us thing
1: you're right it would have been stronger
2: yeah but they decide to instead take us upstairs where where the guy had been living now here is another place that could have made it really complicated that they chose not to because I honestly, what was I was expecting when they went upstairs was to find the brother's family alive and that they had been hiding upstairs this whole time.
1: That's not what we find upstairs.
2: No, that is not what we find upstairs. We find out that, that the guy that was taking us all hostage was, in fact, Cuckoo Cuckoo Bananas. Because the way he took care of his brother trying to steal his food was making his wife and daughter play Russian roulette. They made me play. Yes. And the brother is actually still alive. So he made his wife, made his brother's wife and daughter, and his brother participate in Russian roulette and then kept his brother alive after his wife and his daughter were dead.
0: I think the implication there was that he played with both of them and that he shot both of them,
1: or they shot themselves instead of shooting their husband or their father. uh,
0: well that doesn't that doesn't uh, that doesn't jibe with his expectations about what was going to happen with Aaron and Gabriel because also
2: and that was a little tiny, too- and they showed the picture of the little the little girl was much was very little like she would not have chosen to shoot herself instead of her father. she looked nine
0: uh, but again, this is a weird S- still brothers alive and chained up and yeah. damaged
2: yes. And this is a weird thing because it's almost, like, again, this is like Maggie's people. Like, these are people that would have been dead in season three. This is a great season three storyline. This is not year of our Lord Judith, uh, you know, who's eight or nine level shit we're seeing.
1: Like, Well, but how long has he been there? I mean, that's the question is, is that, the, those bodies on the on the ground, you know, the, the corpses are old. Mm-hmm. And so we don't have any sense. I mean, and and the brother, also played by Robert Patrick, by the way, is, I mean, his hair is really long
0: and he is... Been there
1: a while. He's been there a while. So we don't, I mean, this could have happened years ago. True. So, I'd say
0: with that, with that beard length and seeing a picture of him clean shaven before, like that's how he'd like to look. But with that beard length, that was probably three to four years. Yeah,
1: maybe. Okay. All right. And that and that still I'll means that it.
0: the kid could have been born at the beginning of
1: the, you know, right before so the... Well, they had pictures uh, of
2: her, like they had a picture of her. Yeah. So anyway, but so it totally justifies or our attempts to justify... Gabriel's actions because this guy was crazy and they couldn't have taken him back to Alexandria because he's crazy.
0: Yep. But like I say, we don't, we, we, Gabriel's redeemed in spite of himself. But he's not. But he's not.
1: Just because we saw that his course of action turned out to be right, Aaron's reaction when it happened is still valid because yep. Gabriel didn't know there were corpses in the attic and a crazy man chained up to the wall. That's right. He just reacted and and made his choice, and he turned out to be correct, but he still made the choice that he made without knowing that. So on one hand, yes, we, as the audience, can sit there and say, "Oh, Gabriel was right, but Gabriel still made the choice to straight up murder a guy mm-hmm. um without giving you know this person has sat there and i'm I'm letting you go and and take you know yes this is i've you've changed my life and thud you know and <laughs> and he still he made that decision, and that decision is not unmade by Turning out that you know, well, this Aaron does not look relieved when Aaron this is does not done. approve.
0: He's <laughs> but still but he, not happy about any of this. He's not happy, but he 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 does understand to a certain degree because at the end, rather than being like you know, I'm just gonna fuck off now. Yeah.
2: No, we got to go back. They decide
0: it's- to do the the last place on the map because. Well, there's the water tower that it's supposed to be close to, so you know, let's just get it done. And he was very adamant again about getting back to his daughter, but but uh you know, change of heart, I guess.
2: I well, he probably needs a couple of days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's how it ended. hmm I
1: think it's I think it's interesting that we are this is an example of the episode saying the ends justify the means and <laughs> but it's not as black and white as you might think <laughs> and i think that that's i i that's one of the things i liked about it was that it's there's a whole shit ton of gray in the last 15 minutes of this episode yeah
0: that's and what i've liked about the show from the beginning is the way they <laughs> the way it's never black and white There's never an easy choice And there's, you know, whenever something's obvious Hell, man, even, I mean Because I thought that Negan would meet A nasty end Still But talking? now that's grey as hell too now I'm Not happy about that, by the way I really, because I would have tuned into that episode If he was drawn and quartered by a bunch of people Who are like Beating him with his own bass baseball bat,
1: mm-hmm. but you know what, Dustin and I, when the governor was the main bad guy, we were rooting for him to have a redemption arc.
2: Yeah, there was a, there's a good solid four episodes, three or four episodes of that show that are that are government central, government <laughs> governor centric. That it's like he's going to do it. He's going to turn it around. Uh, but that
1: he don't <laughs> and Negan essentially does he is doing that in, in his story but we were looking at you know here's, here's this awful 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 character and Dustin and I were like you know it would be kind of cool if this guy had to live with what he'd done and still tried to live again. oh never mind <laughs> <laughs> never don't... mind he's still a monster
0: oh man
2: well, oh, we haven't talked about in a while in a while that I actually read a couple of the of the uh novels, the Walking mm-hmm. Dead Woodbury novels. Right. Because the story of Woodbury continues in these novels after they leave them in the comics. And in, in the Walking Dead they burn Woodbury to the ground. But whatever. So Tara is from the novels. Uh, but she's not a lesbian she's just an angry woman uh, and that the original Philip is not the Philip that is the governor in the comics it's his brother who goes super crazy and the little girl isn't isn't the governor from the comics daughter it's his niece and it's a whole thing it's all Nuts! I would suggest reading them. They're just—they're not particularly great written books, but I enjoyed the heck out of them.
0: Yeah, so that was uh, that was uh, Walking Dead season 11 90 uh, episode <laughs> episode,
2: 100, episode 106. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like. Part of me is extremely interested to see how they're gonna what two characters are gonna throw in a room so that they can have a conversation next week. But then another part of me is like, can we just maybe not anymore like maybe we should have just not done all this? Like six <laughs> just throw six episodes in, maybe no? Could the answer be no? But it's not no, it's yes.
1: It's yes. You're you're stuck with it. I don't know. I this this was I you know I think it was a really solid episode and I was actually quite happy to watch it. It didn't it didn't bother me the way the last couple of episodes it bothered me.
2: If and I feel like if I hadn't if I hadn't had that feeling of boredom that lull right in the middle I I think I might have liked it better. Uh, or if if they had left it let it stay complicated I would have liked it better.
0: I think think if this show goes another 10 seasons, we could probably uh, petition Congress to uh, do like a national walking dead effects crew appreciation day. day. (laughs)
1: Well, the good news is, is while this show will only go on for another season that takes to 2022, we get another season of waifs in the wa- in the wasteland or whatever the uh, teenage walking dead show is called <laughs> um, that show. I think waifs in the wasteland is going to be the new title for it <laughs> waifs
0: <in the> wasteland.
1: <laughs> uh, and we've got fear the walking dead and the inevitable return of Madison right, right. then we've got the Daryl and Carol show right and what then Arthur's so- mullet huh oh. what happened to mullet guy is he next week maybe yeah maybe and then we've got the anthology show that's coming. And, and all I, the Rick movies. There's supposed to be like three I mean, Rick movies. movies. So we, we have Walking Dead
0: content for years and years to come. Well, I want ask this question. Well, okay, here, new segment. Um, the, who do you miss? Who, what, uh, what regular or semi-regular or season regular character do you miss most over the last 10 years? One character. I'll go first since it's my stupid question. Okay, fair enough. Lou Temple's character in the prison—that—that was a good one. Yeah, I I really wished that he would have gone on a lot longer. Um, You know, go ahead. I say Beth.
2: I was going to say Beth. If I didn't say Beth, I would say Tara. I really liked Tara.
1: Tara, Tara. Yeah, having Tara back would be fantastic. Beth another character who quite frankly you know Dustin called her daughter fodder he could ha! folks I remember as you as you may or may not have noticed Dustin is crap with names
2: I don't know what you're talking about
1: Tomothy. And <laughs> he steadfastly refused to call Beth Beth and she anything
2: was, because she was like uh, she was uh, a green daughter and if you've read the comics the green daughters don't Have a great time. (laughs) And and so I was like, she's going to die. They're going to kill her off. And then, and so I was like, no, I'm not going to get invested in this character. So
1: she was daughter fodder in every, I mean, he would, when we, the reviews were written, he would write daughter fodder. When we (laughs) were talking about her up until a certain point in her progression as a character, he would say daughter fodder. And then something interesting happened. Just like with Gabriel the writer sat there and went, Hey, you know what we could do? (laughs) We could make her interesting. (laughs) And then she had one of the worst exits in a show that has had some, some really bad exits.
2: Yeah. That was one of the
1: worst deaths, uh, most pointless deaths. And I get that was what they were going for, but it doesn't matter. it's, It's a death that you actually get angry about the writers doing it that way. Um, because I think the arc Beth was on if she, and i I think she wanted to leave the show, and I think I mean, there were all these there were all these different things, but it doesn't you know whatever the reasons, she would still be a character we'd still have because she had become a survivor, yeah, and she'd become a survivor who still cared about people, so she would have been an uh they could have either kept her that way or taken her on her own darker journey or whatever, but yeah, definitely Beth
2: yeah. Or like I said, Tara was always one of my favorites. Just and for the kind of the same reason, she was a survivor. She knew what needed to be done to to make it through, and she. But she was also smart and caring and funny, and you know she didn't let all of those things go by the wayside just for survival. And I could see Lou Temple's character maybe not being the same, but in that same category, but definitely was somebody who had a lot of potential. The way that they were kind of setting up that character was almost like as a, you know, uh I don't know, like a match for Carol or something.
0: I actually, Uh, I actually had a conversation with Lou temple about, uh, how he, how he came to find out that he was no longer going to be on the show. Oh yeah. Um, Because uh, it was as big a surprise to him as it was to everyone else. Right. But originally uh, and, you know, I don't know his feelings about uh, I don't remember if it was like a scheduling thing or something like that. They just were writing him out of the show, you know, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think probably like they do with so many other characters to make room for new for new things to happen. Right. Well, and somebody's got to go at that point.
1: But also, they were
0: originally going to make him a zombie. And he uh he approached the writers and pro- the producers about it. And he said, no, don't do that to me, man. And and so they changed it for him and they had him shot right in the head. And um I thought that that was because he could have he could have uh he could have had more screen time but it wasn't about that for him it was about it was about uh having mercy on that character
2: right and they they really like they that was during a period of the show where they were just messing with people laurie holden was what had like a seven season contract and they were like no we're gonna kill off uh we're gonna kill off andrea uh, mainly because she was a Frank Darabont loyalist. She'd been in so many Frank Darabont things, and she did the show because he asked her to. And they were mad at him
0: for season two, uh, suing well, them. I, oh. well,
2: yeah. Well, I think that she got killed in season
1: three or three, right? It was wood. It was the end. Of, it was the end of Woodbury. So maybe season four. four. Maybe four. Yeah. You have to have a certain amount of killing off of the main cast to keep the show from becoming, Hi there, we've got plot armor and nothing can yeah. hurt
0: us. Right? I, yeah. And that's, you know, after all of this time, even though I have disenjoyed a lot of it, I have deep respect for their ability to. I mean, okay, Carol and Daryl, they're plot armored up uh, pretty, pretty hard. And well, at least through one season of their spinoff show, right? (laughs) Would it be Would
2: it be hilarious if the first episode of the spinoff show both of
0: them die? And there's only one
1: episode of the spinoff show, and then it's over.
0: (laughs) We've been through a lot. We get along great because we have a lot in common. Oh shit, we're dead. (laughs) The (laughs) (laughs) Daryl
1: and Carol show.
0: We need to stop this. Yeah, we, um, we, so we. I'm ready to say goodnight. All
1: right. Well, if you had, however, if you enjoyed this episode, or you didn't, or you agreed that it was complicated and interesting, or a little too pat at the end, we'd love to hear from you guys. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on the podcast platform of your choice. Where you can leave us a rating and a comment. Ratings and comments, of course really do help people find the show. I know every podcast says this, but they say it for a reason. So by all means, let us know what you think. Uh, Let us know what your opinions are. We'd love to hear from you guys. And we will do this again next week with another episode because we've got three more episodes in this extended season, and we are getting the 11th season is going to begin later this summer. So it's the turnaround time in between these two uh, seasons is going to be really short, but in the middle of that, of course, we'll have fear of the walking dead and Dustin and I will be keeping our Eagle eyes open for the shadow in the background. That's clearly Madison. um, And, uh, and other such things. We hope that you guys will join us for that. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And again, folks, thank you for listening. We'll see you guys on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now.